Hey everybody, it is the Legendarium Podcast, but it's a very, very different Legendarium Podcast. I'm Craig, your host, and over there... Kyle Lemon. Kyle. I'm back. Welcome back. It's been a hot minute. It has. You have new furniture in here. I haven't seen many of these things. It's uh, been a while yeah, on the, the wall. The, the walls are all decorated. and yeah, it, You have new computer monitors. Things it's are been looking... that long. It's been long enough that Craig could sift through the couch couch cushions scrounge up enough change and buy new computer monitors that's how long it's been uh so we are doing something very different today you'll notice i'm not insulting kyle right off the bat i'm not doing any of our our regular yeah that'll come i'm I'm not doing any of our regular opening stuff because this is kind of a an odd little thing a a midweek special Mm -hmm. this is something that we're trying out um that will be different from our normal episodes so if you've never listened to the show or if you're new to the show Generally, the way it works is we read a book and we talk about the book or we see a movie and we talk about the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we try to kind of dive deep into those things. Uh, but we get some requests every now and then, actually, you know, more often than you might think for other topics that are ancillary to, is that the right word? Am I smart or dumb? Uh, Both. The- <laughs> it was a big word, so you're smart. Was I'm, it the right word? We're not sure. Yeah, well, let's figure it out later. <laughs> Uh, these topics that are adjacent to uh, the stuff that we normally talk about. So instead of going after a specific book, we thought we'd address a couple of questions uh, that we've had ourselves, one that we've had ourselves, and one that was submitted to us by a listener on Discord. So speaking of which, if you haven't yet, you can find us on Discord. If you need a link to that, let me know. Uh, That's where you can do some kind of live chatting with uh, us from the podcast when we're on there, but also with other members of the Legendarium community. So you can go check that out. Also find us on Reddit. That's the other big one. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Obviously, you can find us there. But let's get started with the topic today, which is burnout. That's the first thing we're going to talk about today. And there's a reason we're talking about this with Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) Kyle. Why did you want to talk about burnout today? Uh, and and set set the stage for us. Burnout with what? What define burnout? I think I mean burnout can be defined in a lot of different ways, but and I think everybody's experienced it to one level or another. But specifically, we're talking about when you do something so much, even if it's something that you really like, it's a passion, or you really care about it. You do something so much that you get burnt out. You get tired of doing that thing. You don't want to put forth the energy, the mental effort, you know, whatever that is, because the joy that you got before in doing that thing has gone away, right? at least temporarily, because of the amount of effort you've put towards that. Or the time. Or, or the time, or even just the the concerted effort. Like, sometimes it can happen in a short amount of time, but there's just it's just so heavy. So, uh, we're talking about it because... I haven't been on our regular episodes for quite some time since we read Farseer. I think I, I you, popped you in here or there, but halfway through the first or sorry, through the second Farseer book yep. before you kind of threw it up and I've, discussed and said, I'm done with this. Yeah. I basically tossed it over my shoulder and said, I'm not putting forth. I'm, I'm not done en- with this. I'm not enjoying this. And so I'm not doing it. And uh, it's been a tough, road for me to come out of it i started to do so you you burned out of basically reading yep to a certain extent you know yep. you but part of the thing is you have to read for your nine to five so right you're constantly constantly have words right. in front of you 
but it specifically it was reading fiction. So right. you haven't really done much fiction since then, nope. right? Yeah, so so a lot of times I will use fiction reading as as a way to get away from the 9 to 5. I get to read something I want to. I get to read something I enjoy. I'm a managing editor for a website and I have to read stuff all day long. I have to critique stuff all day long, analyze it all day long. And so when I started doing things that I do for my 9 to 5, in a hobby format where, okay, we're reading, we're critiquing, we're analyzing. And I felt like I was getting so overly critical about a specific book. Uh, it just, I couldn't disconnect my brain from that. I couldn't turn my brain off from editor mode and it took out any enjoyment that I could have gotten, I think from the book. And Let's just be honest. That book's not. I'm not. Tar- I'm not the target audience for that book. Which one, Farseer? The Farseer uh, right. trilogy wasn't, wasn't quite your cup. Of tea. Wasn't quite my thing. But because of that, uh, coupled with the uh, with the fact that I'm analyzing, reading things all day long, it just that was the tipping point, and I just said I need a break from this. I no, I, I got to get out of here. I totally get it. I when I built the studio that we're sitting in, we, you know, we did this big pledge drive with legendarium listeners. And the idea was, yeah, we want a place to record our episodes. That's going to be uh, comfortable and also quiet and away from any distractions and noises and whatnot, you know, and it's been awesome for that. We've been using it now for a year and a half, something like that. Uh, But originally in my, in my head, and I'm sure that I've said this on episodes, you know, back at that time, the idea was I wanted a place to make videos. I wanted to expand the legendarium into video and get, you know, get our YouTube channel going. Well, you know, I have made some videos here and there, but you'll notice that I haven't been as diligent as I mm-hmm. originally pictured. And that's because at the exact same time, I was asked at work to start doing video. And suddenly I'm working on YouTube all day, every mm-hmm. day, which is Great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about that. It is it, as far as nine to fives go. That's great. But the last thing I want to do is go home and, and do another video, make more videos, you know, yep. it's, and so I kind of, I have this fear that if I push too hard, then it's going to ruin my appetite for making legendarium stuff at all. Right. And it's also going to be a detriment to my actual livelihood because right. I would burn out on what right. I'm supposed to be doing at work. Right. Right. So. Yeah, no, I feel that exactly. I mean, we started doing the uh, the Cosmere quest. I was going to actually read through Brandon Sanderson's work, R- and R- I R- am R- going to. <laughs> um, but the you know the plan was okay. I'm burnt out with doing some of the, for lack of a better term, assigned work for the for the podcast. You know, we're going to read this, but there's been this giant heap of a story in front of me that I've wanted to tackle for a long time, which is the Cosmere. Brandon Sanderson's work. And so I thought, okay, let me ta- let me tackle something that I've genuinely genuinely wanted to do for a long time. Hopefully that'll help and me that get out of it. And that you feel like there's a really good chance I'm going to enjoy this. Exactly. And started it. St- I enjoyed it, but I quickly ran into a couple things. One, I was immediately trying to take copious amount of notes to be able to spin up a video and and talk about it and analyze it and I realized, okay, I'm not allowing myself to just sink into the story and just enjoy and it. Just enjoy it. And on top of that, you know, summertime, things are happening, distractions. kids, and distractions and stuff like that. And so fizzled out. And I think it was just, I just hadn't quite come out of that burnout stage yet. Tried to kickstart it a little too soon. 
And, you know, it's something that I care about enough that I want to give it a genuine go instead of I'm just going to do this to produce content because, because I said I would. And so, you know, I'll probably take another stab at it and do a little bit less of a deep dive for my first read and just be a little bit more reactionary, um, maybe cover larger sections so that I don't feel like I have to be as granular. And I think that's going to allow me to be, uh, to enjoy the story more and, and experience it as those who have read it before and have recommended it to me did right. because they weren't reading it for any, any objective other than I want to be told a good story. So that's your experience with that very specific mm-hmm. instance of Kyle's Cosmere quest. Yep. And this is how you're going to kind of uh, try to combat the, mm-hmm. uh, what, what's the word we've actually been using the burnout, the burnout. that you've been mm-hmm. feeling. Um, but let's pull it out a little bit and say, okay, so somebody, it doesn't take doing what we do to get burnt out on what we read. You know, mm-hmm. fantasy literature is is, is different than right. other types of media consumption. You know, every type of media consumption has its quirks and its mm-hmm. uh, its joys and difficulties and all that stuff. But fantasy literature is, like all of those, it is different and unique mm-hmm. in its way. One of the things that it requires is a lot of investment up front. Right. And so... Uh, it's e- or it, yeah, it is easy for even a casual reader to get burnt out and say like, oh gosh, I can't pick up another series like that and get invested. Yep. So the question I want to pose is, how does somebody in that boat combat that burnout in themselves, right? And so you've you've just finished the Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. You previously all you've read a Song of Ice and Fire. Um, you're a big fan of uh, Patrick Rothfuss or something, and then somebody says, okay, here's the Lightbringer series. That's the one we're doing on, right. on the Red Team right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so somebody hands you the Lightbringer series, and you're like, five giant books. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I can... Right. You know, I, uh, I, I don't want to do this. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Even, every... if, even if you're like, I'm sure I would like it, I'm sure it's good, mm-hmm. but oh, that just doesn't sound appealing I mean, right now. I mean, that's what I did with the Cosmere for a long time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm sure I would. I'd love to read Stormlight. Everybody keeps telling me, read this, but that's an investment. And, and it's like, the, and the longer he goes on and the more excited the, the fan base gets about it, the harder it is for somebody to get in right. knowing that, oh, I have 15 books already right. and there's 30 more right. planned. Yeah, and I and I think as far as tackling it, I mean everybody would do everybody would has their different ways of doing it. I think I think just recognizing I mean that's the gift and the and curse of epic fantasy or just fantasy in general. Like you said, it's it requires more from the reader than maybe diff- other genres do. You have to be able to be patient and willing to sift through, you know, Dozens, if not hundreds, of pages of world building, of character setup. characterization, character setup, magic system, being able to understand things like that, and you have to be willing to do that, and 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 you have to be trusting of the author that all this work is going to pay off in the end, and that doesn't always happen. Um, a lot of the times it does, but also when you're like you said if you're stacking it back to back to back and you're doing these giant series it it's kind of like just taking one punch after another <laughs> and at a certain point you're going to wear out right and this is why 
um, you know, we have a lot of listeners. I, <clears throat> I get emails literally every day. I get emails, I get Facebook messages, I get Twitter DMs every day with people sending in recommendations. And I love it. I love getting these messages and hearing what it is that people are excited about. It gets me, it, it gives me an idea of, you know, what should we tackle next? What are mm-hmm. people really talking about? So don't don't uh, misunderstand this as a complaint. Please keep the emails coming. I mm-hmm. love them. Uh, but I just wanted to mention the one that we get the very most right now. Can you guess? Uh, is it Malazan? Malazan. Book of the you gotta Fall. do Malazan. Gotta it's do the Malazan. Huge, hugest series out there that you haven't done it's yet. It's the most amazing thing, and uh, you know, and so people are try- constantly trying to convince us to do it, and and I'm like, look, we just finished. Well, no, we didn't. Nowadays, it's yeah. no longer. We just finished, but we did the Wheel of Time. Uh, we did Night Angel. Now we're going into Lightbringer, this five book series mm-hmm. where yeah, King Killer in between there. Yeah, we it's did. like these. These are some big, heavy investment. Uh, series and so the idea of picking up a 10 book series i don't want to burn us out you know right. as mm-hmm. anyway so let me let me pose the question to you again how can someone combat it how can someone get over the burnout if they're looking at the next thing saying i don't know if i have the energy for this mm-hmm. what would you suggest to them pacing yourself but uh, meaning what meaning it's okay to take a break or it's okay <laughs> to read something else I think sometimes in fan, especially in fantasy nerd dumb, we're like, oh, I got to read it all. I mean, I feel like I have this huge gaping hole in my fantasy street cred that is the Cosmere. Can I really? So glad co- you said fantasy street cred. Right you there, know, not it. something else. Ooh, yikes! <laughs> uh, you know, and and there's that there's that uh, almost self pressure to read it all and know yeah, it all. Yeah. Um, it's okay to go read something else like Treasure Island now and again. Uh, <laughs> go read, you know, go read a self-help book Wait, or something. You know, and I, I want to point out, it, yes, I think you're absolutely right. It, keep reading, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, fine. If you need to take a, a week or a few weeks break from reading altogether, that's totally legit. Go for right. it. Um, but even more importantly, I'd say read across genres. Mm-hmm. Even in the, if you're a huge fantasy fan and you're like, that's the only thing I've ever loved. Well, find a way, find something else that can capture your attention. And an example would be, uh, remind me, did you do Gentleman Bastards with us? Yes. Okay. So the first Gentleman Bastards book, I think is a near masterpiece. That mm-hmm. thing is so good. Such a great book. And the enjoyment that you would get out of, the first gentleman bastards book would be so much heightened if you had just read a nice a nicely written historical treatise on uh medieval venice yeah and the advent of modern banking or something like that Mm -hmm. where you know you read about this city that is clearly the basis for this fantasy novel Mm -hmm. uh, and get that understanding and then go read gentleman bastard and it's like oh wow Mm -hmm. your mind will explode with all these connections that obviously Scott Lynch had in mind when he wrote it. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about this on on various episodes of the podcast where we're trying to tie what the actual story is about, what whatever book we're reading, to either real-world influences, w- real-world applications. Um, one of the things that I get the most enjoyment out of The Wheel of Time is finding those Easter eggs of how it's tied to our actual real life. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. what, what, the, what were the references that jordan was making when he wrote this what was he thinking about what is 
what's the difference between this age and that age and and how has it evolved and you know taking some of those maybe influences that the writers use to create your favorite stories and go and reading about those real world events you know like tolkien obviously was part of world war one go read and learn about world war one it has nothing to do with lord of the rings other than the fact that tolkien participated in that war and then wrote lord of the rings obviously he based a lot of things off of that but if you have a better understanding of what that historical event was like and the people what they went through it'll give you a different viewpoint on the story when you read it next yeah no i think that's great yeah well let's talk about another question that got brought up so that was a question that we wanted to talk about was uh, burnout the idea of burnout and so we do want to hear from people what they do to combat burnout Uh, so hit up reddit let us know what your techniques are your suggestions for other people if you experience burnout or if you're if you see it in other people Uh, but we got another question from a listener and this was on discord Mm -hmm. and i i hope that they'll forgive me i forgot who it was that submitted the question i assume you have as well yeah i don't know (laughs) so i'll have to go back and look and thank them for submitting it but uh the question was how do we suggest uh how do we suggest fantasy to friends and family you know it it kind of how do you evangelize this genre to other people right well and And it's kind of tied into what we've been talking about sorry i think you were about to say something that's about what i was going to say is that it goes back to the idea that no before you recommend fantasy to anyone that most fantasy requires more of the reader. So they're going to have to probably do a little bit of work up front to get invested into the story. Again, there's world building involved. There's magic systems involved and and some weird ass names. Yeah. Some of that is lighter in different series or different books than others. But the whole idea of fantasy is that you're displacing yourself from the familiar world and opening your your mind and your your you're opening yourself up to a story that is fantastical. Right. That's not a word, but I like it. No, that's that's kind of a word. Yeah. I'm going to go with it. Uh I want to always compare it to going to the gym. How much do you hate, you know, for those of us like like my chubby ass, <laughs> how much do we hate going to the gym where you have all these fit people and you know, you want you want to so your, your buddy is always like, oh, you got to come to the gym. You got to work out, man. I'll take you to the gym. Then you get to the gym and your buddy's like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to put you on this machine. We're going to do 18 reps at the end of this speed and well, this much weight. And it's, and you're just like, this is miserable. This is awful. And then you get like a really good, uh, you know, trainer, somebody who's able mm-hmm. to work with you and say like, okay, so here's where you're actually at. Let's actually, that, that was the wrong machine. We got to put you over here. We're going to do some of these exercises to work that particular muscle group. And we're going to be doing this for months before mm-hmm. you ever go back over to that machine that your uh, swole friend <laughs> wanted you to start on. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so I guess what I want to tie it back to was what we were talking at the beginning of that uh, discussion on burnout. And that is the cognitive load mm-hmm. that comes with fantasy, epic fantasy literature you know going into it you you know and i know and many of our listeners know that if you go into something like the silmarillion if you go into something like the way of kings mm-hmm. there is going to be 
a difficulty just comprehending the world that's being laid out. Yep. Uh, and that goes for anybody. But if you are, so that, that cognitive load is difficult already. Uh, and then you have to juggle that with the real world and, you yeah. know, understanding that and whatever else you might be reading or watching at the time and splitting your attention and all that. Um, what was I going to say? We are, you and I understand that going into a series. Mm-hmm. We are practiced at it. We know what's in front of us. Somebody, and, and it's still really hard sometimes. I was just, I was actually going to compare it. Speaking of working out, I was going to compare it to marathon runners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Jack Butler, who's been on the show a few times, could tell you that it, running a marathon, no matter how much you run, you know, in your daily life, running a marathon is always going to be intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be like, oh, sure. Yeah. 26.2 miles. I'll just knock that out. Like that is that is a difficult thing for the human body to put itself through. And <laughs> something like diving into the wheel of time, mm-hmm. that is a difficult thing to put your brain through. Right. And, and and you know that going into it. But if you, so if you have somebody come to you, a family member or friend, and they say, you know, what is it with all these people talking about fantasy? I, I hear some of my friends, you, know, you are, mm-hmm. are always talking, you're going on about uh Brandon Sanderson or whoever it is that you really like. You wear those it, shirts with the tree that, on them. And I know you talk about all that <laughs> stuff all the time. What are you talking about? Is that, yeah. Is that something I should be doing? Mm-hmm. And it, your, your immediate reaction for a lot of us, I think is to be the swole friend who's like, Oh man, we're going to have so much fun. This is the machine that I'm always using. And look at the size of my giant pecs. <laughs> like you're going to love it. I'm glad you said pecs. <laughs> so, that's the, that's kind of the reaction that is immediate and natural is to mm-hmm. want to go after that and it's because we're invested right it's yeah, because we it's, like it it's because we it's the same it's the same thing that happened with all of the farseer fans they want you to to like it just as much as they did right. and when you don't or when somebody doesn't it's really a huge letdown and that's why it's hard to recommend something you care about so much to Somebody who's unfamiliar. Well, it, I that's a, I think my point is I don't think enough people find it hard enough. Right. Okay. It, so your your cousin comes to you and they're like, I've never read a fantasy book, but everybody's going crazy about this stuff. What should I read? Mm-hmm. And I think too many people say, Oh, you know what? You gotta read the a way Song of, of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> read uh, uh, Game of Thrones is the book one, but you're gonna it really hits its stride in book three once you're you know, 2,500 pages into the series. Um, and you give that to somebody and it's like giving them a giant uh, barbell with, you know, 450 pounds on either side and say, right. deadlift this, bro. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> and and to your point, especially people who are unfamiliar with fantasy, but, you know, we work with a lot of people who were English literature majors. Oh, sure. Just- reading is their thing. And even saying, hey, go read this epic fantasy book. And they're like, this thing is 900 pages long. Are you kidding me? And they, we're talking about seasoned readers that still have that reaction sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you've got to know your audience and you've got to know their preference and their willingness to put forth effort to get something out of it. And maybe you need to set the bar really low you gotta you gotta get them into the pool at the steps <laughs> well yeah if we're going with a pool analogy boy we're just analogy hopping like crazy Analogies. and i'm fine with it 
if we're going with the pool analogy, you have to know, they have to find out whether they even like being wet. <laughs> Boy, that sounded filthy. <laughs> uh, no, they. Oh, they like it. Yeah, well, uh, what, what can I say? We bring the entertainment, folks. Here we are. So they need to know if this is even their thing. And so if you say, okay, I love, um, I love the Wheel of Time. You've got to read the Wheel of Time. It's my favorite thing. Um, you're asking them to invest minimum four of those books before you've before you've really gotten a hold of what the what the series means, mm-hmm. what they're in for, right? It's not like it's not like oh, just try the first one, and, right? You know, because that's not right with that one specifically. We know that, right? right. They don't know that. Um, and so you got to find something to suggest to them that is going to give them a taste of what fantasy mm-hmm. is, but is going to be less of a, a lift on their, you know, a psychological lift, I guess. Right. It's not so different from what they're used to. So the one that I always recommend, and I've talked about this on the show before, so longtime listeners will not be surprised by this, uh, but it's Magic Kingdom for Sale Sold by mm-hmm. Terry Brooks. And this right. was published back in the 80s, I mm-hmm. want to say, maybe the early 90s. I'd have to go look it up. Uh, but it's the story, I'll just recap it for you real quick. It's the story of a Chicago lawyer uh, whose wife has died and he's been alone for a year or two. He's in the, in the dark grip of depression and he comes across this Christmas catalog and there's an ad in the Christmas catalog for a magic kingdom for a million dollars. It can be yours for a million bucks. And the ad is all about, it's got the wizard and the dragon and all this stuff. And he's like, what is this garbage? Mm-hmm. And he gets drunk and, you know, decides that it would, you know, nothing could be worse than my life right now. So I might as well just give this number a call. And so he makes the purchase, not knowing what to expect. And it is in fact a magic kingdom. And it's, <laughs> and so he's given the key to this magic community, he goes through this portal and, and, right. and he has literally purchased the kingdom. He is now the new king. And now he's interacting with all these fairy creatures that you hear about in the stories that you grew up on mm-hmm. if, with fairy tales. Uh, but he has to figure out how to navigate this magic kingdom. And you figure out that the whole thing is this giant fraud and he's meant to die so that they can sell it to the yep. next sucker and all this stuff. It's really fun. It's uh, it's kind of wacky. It's a little bit emotional. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but you, what it does, I think, really brilliantly. And there are lots of books books like this. And what I'm saying is, you find a book s- that is similar in this way. You're given a guy, a Chicago lawyer. Look, you may not be a lawyer. You may not be from Chicago, but you get what those words are. Yep. The guy's name is Ben. Yep. You get what that is. You know, you're given this really uh, believable, understandable character and scenario, and then things get progressively weirder and mm-hmm. more magical and, you know, more fantastical there. I used it too. There you go. Um, and, uh, and so that is going to give somebody an idea of what a fantasy series or, you know, even just a book would look mm-hmm. like. And then that series goes on for five books after yeah. the first one. It gets wrapped up nice and tidily in the first one, but it, it does go on if they find that that is their flavor. Yep. Or they can go on to other things. But something like that mm-hmm. would be what I would say is like, if you've never read fantasy before, find something to dip your toes into. Mm-hmm. Not not where you have to dive in head first. Right. So. I mean, the last thing you want to do is recommend something as heavy as again we say the wheel of time or as heavy as 
a Song of Ice and Fire, and sometimes, or even the Lord of the Rings, even Lord of the for Rings for a lot of people. Yeah, or yeah, even the Hobbit on that level. Like the <laughs> Hobbit's pretty approachable, and it was written for children, right? But there's a lot of if you're if you're skeptical about fantasy and you're like, I'm not sure about dwarves and wizards and things. Uh, that's what that one's all about. So yep. you know, yep. uh, I'm just looking over on the shelf trying to decide if there are any other books that you know on here that I, I would mean. Say a lot of people go to really Harry work. Potter, but I feel like Harry Potter. Although fantasy, uh, I feel like it's not quite the same it's a little different vibe that it you're does, going for. It does still take place in the modern world. You never right. quite leave one the of modern the, one, world. One that I actually really enjoyed, I just read this to my six-year-old, um, Fablehaven. Oh, sure. Brandon Mull. Brandon right? Mull. And it's, and it's written for you know a young, younger audience, probably more like... Late uh, grade school, junior Late high. grade school. But... It has those elements that you're talking about. It's familiar. It's in our world. It's it's a it's a window into the fantastic. It's not throw you on this completely different world, and you've got to learn how that works and right. what it looks like and all the magic systems and all that kind of stuff. It was pretty enjoyable. Um, there you go. Something like that. And honestly, it's probably it's probably YA fantasy that you want to dip somebody's toes into. Uh, <laughs> Oftentimes, yeah. Because it's a little bit easier to consume and chew on and and it's not as much of investment most of the time it's like two or three hundred pages for your for your book at most um sometimes they kick off a series and they get a little bit more in depth as you go but two or three hundred pages is much easier to swallow than a 900 page tome right well there you go so i guess what i'm curious about now and what i hope people will hop on reddit and tell us is what they would recommend so i that's my go-to is that Terry Brooks novel. Maybe yours would be Fablehaven, depending on, depending on the audience. Know, on I mean, who it is. you know, if like, it's a, if it's a wizened old man, probably <laughs> not, not, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I, I guess my point is I want to hear what other people's recommendations are. So keep that in mind. What would be your recommendation for how to get someone to dip their toes in? Um, you know, and give us different genres. I would recommend that magic kingdom for sale. If, somebody wanted to know what epic fantasy and kind of that fairy tale genre is all about. If they say, you know, I, I really like kind of the slightly fantastical stuff that I watch on the sci-fi channel or something like that. Like, oh, you know, maybe check out a, a um, what am I trying to say? An urban fantasy, mm-hmm. like Running with the Demon. Or, it, I mean, we already mentioned Lies of Locke Lamora, right. the, the first Gentleman Bastards book, where it, that's pretty light on the magic for the most part. It's right. mostly just kind of a medieval setting with a little sprinkle of magic thrown in there. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would be a good entrance point for somebody who, uh, yeah. you know, just, just wants a good story in that kind of uh, traditional medieval fantastical setting. Agreed. Anyway, so yeah, what are your suggestions? Suggestions? Hit us up, thelegendarium.reddit.com. Uh, you can email me at uh, craig at the Legendarium podcast if you want a Discord link. I can get you invited onto that server. Um, Kyle, you've got one more thing to say before we close out? I'm just curious if we do these midweek episodes, yeah. people are going to burn out on the Legendarium. No, that's well, that's impossible. We are a breath of fresh air. We are men of meat as ryan would say <laughs> and here yes. we are I, I think that was a quote that never quite made it onto the show if i'm being well honest. it's here now yeah we are men of meat <laughs> so take that as you will i guess all right thanks everybody for listening give us some feedback on this tell us if you uh, enjoy this idea of a midweek episode i do want to make it clear that this is not 
uh, we're not charging our patrons for this. And so, uh, you know, don't worry, you're not suddenly, we're not upping our output as far as, uh, you know, what Patreon is going to charge you. But damn it, we have opinions on things and we'll share them and they don't have to be book related. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there, we just, we do have a lot of stuff that we want to cover and who knows, every once in a while, maybe we'll do a little book episode of these. But for the most sure. part, I think uh, we want to hear your suggestions and feedback. So hit us up on Reddit and elsewhere. And we will see you all there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Bye.